This time on TNT. Hurricane Fiona hit, and she was a doozy, buds. We got a new game, Life is a Highway. And we remember what it was like to be 25. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hello. Almost blew away, bud. You did, eh? Won't lie. It's been, uh, it's, it's been... Uh, a couple of weeks since we did a pod, and part of it was um, because of the hurricane. The hurricane, yes. Um, hurricane Fiona. Now, in, in classic East Coast fashion, let me preface it by saying it could have been so much worse. Um, and certainly, I, you don't have to look very far to see people that did have it much worse. Uh, I have neighbors still 10 days afterwards that don't have power, and they're saying it might Man. be another couple days. Like... Everyone is pretty good at bucking up and stiff upper lip and making the most of it and borrowing a friend's generator and uh, helping each other out with a hot cup of coffee. Doesn't matter who you are, how good-natured you are, after 10 days, yeah. it's no fun. Wow. Well, sorry to hear that, bud. Well, Hopefully even there's some the cost of gas. Happening. Yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh. and after three days, this is what I've learned about uh, kind of power and stuff. Day three is when you really kind of have to chuck the stuff that's in your fridge. It'll actually hold pretty well for a couple of days. Wow. Um, but day three is starting to be like, okay, this is gross. It's probably tainted. So first yeah. of all, with the cost of food, I read something recently that I found very telling. Food has gone up whatever it is everywhere, 20, 20% or more in the last year. 500%. Yeah, yeah, crazy. And the second thing is people are now specifically buying things that are on the verge of expiring to save some money. That's when you know that it's tough out there for people. Um, Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if like you see the profits that the food companies are making the Westons and the Sobe Sobe's guy who's like, quit crying about the expensive food. I call it Sobbies. That's it now. <laughs> and Mr. Superstore. And yeah, they're all just like ripping in cash and it just keeps on going. It's like turned into the gas company styles where it's like, yeah, uh, oh, we broke a barrel here. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to raise the prices again. Sorry. This is this is the crazy thing, though. And, and uh, you know, economists can speak to the why and how of this. But... Just to, to point out the obvious, no one can find people to work. People aren't paying enough for the jobs that uh, people are able to um, rent an apartment. There aren't apartments. Like, wh- what's the long ball there? <laughs> like, with inflation uh. and, and uh, interest rates and all that going up, like, it is just a crazy time. But you can't... It's a- can't cut a check for a country for two years and then expect it to just like walk out of it no problem it's gonna hurt but man for me to notice uh because i just don't kind of think of that stuff enough more as much as i should it's uh it's crazy times people in the streets (laughs) that whole song that whole vibe everybody it's that the chaos depicted by uh Bowie and Freddie. 
Well, yeah. So <laughs> it's like it literally is like that's where this is heading to the yeah. Wait a Just sec. Mad, you know, was madness. it Mick Jagger and Bowie that did dancing in the streets? Yeah, that's so different. Bowie did. That's a whole different. Vibe. Bowie did a couple of in the streets jams. <laughs> Well, people in the streets is just the line in under pressure. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, right. Of course. Yeah, no, that's just. <laughs> if I wanted to inhabit a world depicted in a music video of people in the streets, it would be Lionel Richie's All Night Long or Dexie's well, Midnight Runners. Come on, Eileen. Not, that look, those not, are fun well, streets. I know, but and that's safety not, dance. I'd want to be on those streets not, too. That's not. That's not what people do are doing in the streets at all these days. <laughs> no. Like, imagine you put any of those songs on, like any of the like protest marches. No way. Like it's too not chipper. Happening. You think? Yeah. yeah it's People a little breaking chipper. windows and walking down the street to freaking come on, Eileen. No. Party, caramu, fiesta, forever. Come on and sing along. That looked like, oh, by the way, Lionel Richie had dancing in the streets too, didn't he? What was his song called? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. When he says it, when does he say it? He says dancing in the streets. Yeah, or dancing on the ceiling. Got it. It was dancing oh, on the ceiling. Yeah, it's different. Um, but in the video for All Night Long, they're definitely dancing in the streets. Anyway, back to the hurricane for a second. The one thing it did do is elevate small talk on the East Coast from how was your pandemic to how was your hurricane. It gave us a yeah, new sure. opening volley. Um, here's, uh, here's what I am most proud of. I strapped the trampoline down with four tires with rims in them, chains, ropes, and affixed it with by two different contact points to our deck posts. It didn't move an inch. Because um, you nice. see a lot of them, like trampoline memes after hurricanes, they're flying through the air <laughs> and in people's pools and stuff. They're bad news bears. They're really like, they're, yeah, they turn into flying saucers. Yeah. Really Imagine lean. getting smoked by a trampoline. No way. Um, they, they start spinning, and then they go up, and like they're they're gone. But here's like they're like like finally. a top, <laughs> like a spinning top, like a salad then, dryer. Like it's just been waiting to do that. Yeah, like the like, middle of a salad yes. spinner, just floating up into the air. Fucking right, it's going up. <laughs> like yeah, finally. <laughs> Um, just so stoked. Yeah. I like when you personify inanimate objects like the tree in your neighborhood. Um, here's the thing. The wind of this hurricane, and I wasn't even in the eye, but we live in a farmer's field, as you know. We don't have any mature trees yet, thankfully. We didn't lose any trees. Nothing hit our house. Strapped the trampoline down. The wind was still a thousand times more intense than anything I'd ever heard in my life. And the it wasn't even the wind, which was 150, 170 kilometers an hour or whatever. It was the sustained. Oh like, yeah. sus imagine that sustained for a minute. So everything, like I'd put every piece of lawn furniture and deck chair and whatever 
in the garage with the door shut. We battened down the hatches and all that. But it was bananas. Like, I don't know, man. Like, how does stuff not start flying away? Like, everything. Well, this is the crazy thing. And I'm sure everyone's seen the pictures from Porto Basque, Newfoundland, where it's going to be a long time. Yeah. Um, Most, like, when when the wind at that point, it's like on the cusp of like anything could happen anything more than that everything does happen right like there's no stopping it when it's when it takes gusts 100 miles an hour or whatever that in that that just take roofs off well i i love in the wake of things like this you you hear the best stories about people as much as you hear the hardship that people are are struggling with so i went to um, mastown market near our house um, we were getting some breakfast sandwiches, and I saw this truck in the parking lot, Newfoundland plates, and it was the Light and Power Boss. Um, they had just taken the ferry over from Newfoundland, and they were on their way to PEI to go help. And I remember Tom Power telling us about the Light and Power Boss. There was a song <laughs> in Newfoundland about it, might have been their jingle, even the Light and Power Boss, how they'll get a pussy from a tree and all this stuff. So. <laughs> I bought um, a couple of breakfast sandwiches and a couple of coffees for the boss, a couple of cinnamon rolls for them to take with them. And uh, they were saying on Porto Basque, be just because of where it is in Newfoundland, on a nice day in July, the wind can knock a tractor trailer over. Oh, like man. on the nicest day in summer. So you can imagine yeah. on this uh, crazy category whatever storm how inconceivable it was um the thing that doesn't make sense in your mind's eye is still there are hundred year old trees leaning with their full weight on power lines and as you're driving under it like it, it was apocalyptic you're driving over wires and under wires my friend marty had the power service entrance to his house ripped off because a milk tanker drove through and caught a low wire. Like, just like stuff you can't even imagine. So these big trees are lying on wires. And then over on PEI, um, I went over to check on our place over there. And there are, I've never seen this before, power transformers lying in puddles on the side of the road for miles because power poles snapped. So the lines are down, the transformers are under some water. Oh man. And wires are just kind of lying on the road like it's it it feels almost insurmountable. So first of all or eighth of all, major shout out and respect to the tree masks and the power boss especially from other places that roll in here to, to get people back up on their feet. Yeah. Cause that is man. such a crazy non- job. Nonstop. Yeah. And wow. you're staying at the comfort yeah. inn, right? Probably sharing a room with somebody. It's not fun. No, it's, um, there's no fun. It's, it's just, just work. work. That's it. So, so yeah, shout out to those guys. Shout out to them for sure. So at, at our place it. on the Island, we lost, um, because it, it's very close to, the beach it's 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 on the beach practically we lost uh quite a bit of bank and uh i'm gonna say 35 foot tree that had been it looked like it just kind of fell over um but it was from the sea 
was delivered with enough force to our front deck that it smashed it in half and ripped it off the building, um, which is already crazy. And yet I uh, sustained somehow the least damage of any of my neighbors. Uh, My neighbors, Brian and Kathy, who are just wonderful people, um, their picture window blew out and it like the ocean was raging in their house for several hours. So they came back Saturday morning to find three inches of mud all over the entire downstairs. Like the, the power and relentlessness of this storm was just bananas. So all that to say a lot of people, uh, uh, almost everyone had it a lot worse than we did. And, are still tangling with it, and yeah. Mother Nature is pissed. Yeah, it's uh, sad. But it's, uh, like, is anything not like that these days? Why has everything got to be so, uh, not, not, you know, 10 out of 10? Everything seems to be so harsh. It does feel that way. So. Yeah, it, it does feel it, that way. And it, it feels like... COVID's raging, and then uh, all of a sudden your attention is is drawn over here to a, a mass casualty, and then it's drawn over here to a hurricane. It, it feels biblical. Yeah. You uh, it, literally, it's, uh, you just kind of take it and, and, and try and stay as positive as possible. Yeah. It's, especially with, with the family and the kids and talking to your kids i mean my kids and they know like it's uh when you're uh like growing up the the news was it seemed to be like you hear something awful like one of these things happening maybe quarterly or something <laughs> in terms of how a big news story that borderline is traumatizing to anybody that hears about it because it's so hardcore. Well, that's a, that's a really interesting point. It it seems like those things are happening hourly now almost. It's an interesting point. I haven't thought about it like that. Is it because we have so many, avenues to receive this information it is it does it seem no, like that or so, is it actually it, more it is more. i'm saying because like usually you'd hear north you know primarily north american news growing up things that happened naturally around us or disasters in in and amongst north america generally and uh those there's just so much i don't know yeah maybe the uh because everything's broken down more and you do see your even local community more than you used to. But I don't know. It just seems there's uh, a real acceleration of, of events every on every level. <laughs> it does. And yeah. It's, it's a lot of guard. I don't know. It seems to seems to be some guarding going on in terms of just. Uh, trying to seem more positive in the front of it, you know, with the family here, with the kids and stuff. So are they asking questions about things or you can just kind of sense that they're feeling tension? I don't know. Well, yeah, I think they probably definitely feel the tension of everything. 
because when you're in school, you talk about everything and uh, not to mention the divisions politically too with, with people. So you got people talking about politics more in younger classes than when we were kids, right? You hear more kids that are just like, ah, I came to school, her dad does Trudeau to fuck himself. Or, you know, mm-hmm. those, those <laughs> like they get, they get crazy and bring in, like just the way that politics are now. Uh, more people are yapping back and forth about it than when we were younger, that's for sure. You didn't hear that much crap about, say, well, Brian Maroney did that. <laughs> not, not as much as now when you're getting picked up and there's a kid with fuck Trudeau flags getting dropped off. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. It used to be a little more local. Like, come on. Come on, man. What, like, everything is just so ridiculous the like racism racism is back like it's but, but but back and bigger than ever yeah you know, everything is like it's it's okay to talk about this now say something completely ridiculous that's absolutely racist but somehow it's not <laughs> now everything is on okay. 11 <laughs> i was thinking it's, about that like like um, there's a lot of the sneaky racism, you know, like where it's just kind of you can tell that somebody's so blatant about how their view is, and and uh, it, you can it's clearly anti-immigrant, uh, anti-poor, anti anything that that's basically to help, and obviously race and everything uh, acceptant of systemic racism and on every level saying it didn't happen all that shit right just that th- those things have been elevated so much now to to that now like yeah the kids are actually feeling it that there's more division so do you know yeah you kind of have to guard a little bit but like just i think by being more positive then that's the only thing you can do i guess you know because that will prevail eventually I've been so moved Hopefully. in Charlottetown and in uh, Sydney, Cape Breton. Um, international students have been leading the charge on making hot meals for hundreds, in some cases thousands, of people that didn't have any option. And that's, that's just so beautiful, leading by example. And um, in watching interviews with them, they're like, well, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we do. It's kind of our culture is to look after everyone and make sure everyone has an equal share of what we have. That is how you be a good neighbor. That's how you uh, make a community, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, that's the thing, is trying to just be more like that and be more vocally to to the, to the what you thought was morally normal. <laughs> you know, in, in my mind, with a lot of people that I respected growing up, uh, being what you thought of a lot of people that, that were in the public eye, you know, I don't know. It just seems like nowadays you can really be a clown and get a job as a politician. Whereas before it seemed like he probably had to go to school a bit more and read a few more books because, <laughs> you know, there was more debating going on. You had to kind of prove to yourself that you weren't an idiot 
on a lot of levels, you know, academically going through school and then you had to go through the ranks. Now it's like the loudest guy in the room, really, you know, on every level. Yeah, it's stunty. <laughs> loudest person, loudest woman, loudest like human being that just rips and somehow, hey, that person's edgy. I want that edge. Okay. Here we are. Now it's really out of control. In this part of the world, I, I wonder if it's a, an East Coast thing or if it's a small town thing or a Canadian thing, but a lot of people here still uh, inherited their politics from their parents and grandparents. Why are you yeah. a Tory? Because I just am. Okay, yeah, why? My grandfather was. Okay. So we yeah, I don't un- I, 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 that's I don't understand that uh, just being diehard one or the other doesn't matter who it is because it does matter who it is now more than ever because there's a lot of thin gray lines everywhere when it comes to like when they go right or left with their ideas uh, to the point where they know it's about keeping a job in the long run. And they go back and they're all having coffee and having laughs. Coffee and laughs. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know. I, I think if you're uh, if you're an MLA here, after two years, you get a pension. So you can maybe put up with someone cornering you at needs when you're there to buy chips to ask about what's happening <laughs> with the uh generator for the community center you do that for two years and then you're kind of set up <laughs> laughing it off oh, yeah oh yeah i know i don't I know, know. I'm, I, I emailed him last week thanks for reminding me i'm gonna send him another message i'll i'll be back to you um right anything to just not get a black eye on, on the way in yeah. and out of places yeah are you going to the pumpkin patch? You know, you're patch? a piece of shit. No. Oh, you know, I uh, you know you're a real piece of shit. I, I, uh, so it's, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> um, I was talking to a friend of mine today who is a hockey rep. Hey, Jonathan, you got to do this so you be the guy, okay? Shame on you. Hey, oh, how are you? Garnet. Shame on you, you you piece of shit. Shame okay. on you. Yo, I saw you last at the farmer's market, didn't I, in uh, October at the, the pumpkin festival. You're a real piece of shit, you know. How's Sherry? And and, and the kid, kids, right? It's a couple kids you have? Will we see you at the rink this winter? Anyway, oh, God, there's my Apple Watch. Got to run. That's, that's totally <laughs> it. Teflon Terry. Nothing sticks. Great to see you too, Garnet. Enjoy the sunshine. Oh, and I would forget people's names and be like, oh, this guy, look at him. There he is. Just bluffing. There he is. <laughs> he does it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to um, a friend of mine who's a minor (laughs) hockey referee. And he said there are only 12 of them left in Truro because it's such a hard go. Because parents, coaches, and players, this is like novice, like like kids. It's so rough on referees that they're like, I'm not, it's not worth it. Parents like waiting for him in a parking lot and stuff. Like, what? Oh, man. Like, what? (laughs) 
You're trying to make $40 to referee Saturday morning from 8 to 9, and you have some guy in a Carhartt shacket waiting to pummel you in the parking lot? Oh, my God. Like, everyone needs to calm down. Everyone. Talk to me for a second? Okay. When you called my kid for tripping, it wasn't tripping. Okay, yep, you got me. I uh, I can't see the entire ice surface by myself because we don't have linesmen at this age. So yeah, you're right. Wasn't tripping. <laughs> oh man, he's got like a pipe in his hand. Yeah, yeah, he's packing a pipe. Whack, whack, whack. Talking for a second, bud. Okay. Hits, the, hits his jumbo tires on his. F-150. Well, I have jumbo tires on mine. Let's not go stereotyping. (laughs) I have jumbo tires and the Canadianity package. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You you did that on purpose. The Canadianity package? No, the one nice guy that has that truck. Yeah. You're like, I'll do it. All these guys came up. You know what? We're just a bunch of assholes, and we just thought we'd look a little better if you drove one of these. Yeah, it was a wedding gift. (laughs) Just drive around and, you know, say you drive it. um, A lot of days in the winter, we need that truck to get off our road because it doesn't get plowed for several days. Oh, man, I love it. That's the best. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, stop pounding referees, <laughs> adults, wait, stop banging wait. on the glass, stop asking referees to meet you in the parking lot, stop yelling at coaches. So this guy was saying that a coach last year lit him up because he gave some 11-year-old a tripping penalty, and the coach was yelling at him, throwing water bottles around. He's like, bud, we grew up together. Like, what? in a small town, you can imagine... Keep tripping over all the people that you grew up with. Some guy you were in grade 11 chemistry with is throwing a water bottle at you in this context? Yeah, Man. watch out. It's tough out there, bots. It's tough out there. <laughs> right? That's it. That's if we can say one thing. My father-in-law said he used to be a catcher, and if the umpire behind him was missing a few calls, he might strategically duck out of the way and let a oh ball hit God. him in the grapes. Well, Just to dirty. send him a message. <laughs> I back. I was back at you for two years. I never would have thought of doing something like that. Really? Yeah. The shoulder drop at the last minute. Oh, no sorry, way. Al. Did that get That's you in the north? <laughs> you call it back catcher, huh? Back catching back in the day. Yeah. Well, because pitching and catching or whatever. You say catching for sure. Once you start doing it. I was a back catcher. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hairy out there, bud. What have you been up to? We haven't talked in so long. You were doing a sesh. Yeah, I did a sesh down uh, for a bud mate. He's uh, kind of uh, just getting into it, like musically, in terms of getting serious about it. So. Uh, I went down to Near the Hammer, a place called Jukasa Studios, that was uh, founded by that Ken b- bod there that that was uh, with worked with the Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, 
so this studio was unbelievable. Uh, I gotta say, like had a great gear in it, and uh, Alex St. Kitts uh, played bass. And awesome. We just did, uh, th- three songs and. It was fun. It was a great little session. But uh, I did that last, I guess, last week. And uh, just been ripping around with the kids a lot. Doing a lot of uh, after-school driving. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because Because I drive the kids to school and pick them up. And then there's other driving in and in, in around that. Sure. And uh, a lot of uh, getting ready for the fall here. Fall just kicked in, definitely. <clears throat> so does and, everyone's uh, school start yeah. at the same time? Like, can you kind of do one drop at a times that makes sense and then you're on the pickup circuit? Or is it like I go one way for 8 o'clock and another way for 915 yeah, no, there was some road work being done that I had to kind of get around, but now it's just straight shot from where I am. Yeah. Just straight shot down Bathurst. Bathurst is a good artery if you're north of, uh, you know, north of Major Mac and Rutherford area. So how long does that take you? It's not far because it's just 20 minutes, 15 minutes to the old hood. There you go. Yeah. Twice a day, and then uh, extracurriculars. Which are what now? <clears throat> Jack staying at his buddy's place. Jack's playing soccer with the high school. Oh, really? John wants, to go, John wants to go to a movie. He's back in the soccer. No, just for fun at high school. Huh. Yeah, not but, too serious. But digging it. Yeah. Great. Just with his friends. Friend stuff. More than like serious, but good stuff. So yeah, a lot of uh, getting ready for the uh, next season here. A little jamming. Love the, the jamming. Was, the session was fun, but uh, the jamming's you know coming along. Are you playing every day? Yeah. Yeah, I also got uh, from my buddy Larry at Bod Larry at uh, Dadario sent to this I think they're called DB1s or something where they you put them on as heads on the kit and uh, they're quiet Larry so oh, li- I want DB1s yeah so the, the whole kit is all quiet I want a quiet kit them. Larry come on they're, man they're, they're kind of like uh, tennis rackety a little bit like it doesn't sound like drums but you can still play and the cymbals are quiet so they're there, and you can rip. And it's, you know, if you're playing playing to, with headphones, learning songs, or working on stuff, um, to have it like that, because you don't need to hear your drums when, you're with, when you have headphones and you're listening to music on. So this way you can play along with music, and it feels close enough that uh, it's a good, uh, it's, it's good move. Have any of your neighbors people, been like, oh, go, you're the uh, the drummer guy. You practice a lot. <laughs> definitely. Like, Loki letting you walk, know that's too loud? People that walk the dogs. No, it's not too loud. They just hear it. For sure. Okay, I'm gonna do <laughs> I'm gonna do a politician ambush on you and then we'll take a break. Ready? Okay, here we go. Councilman Taggart, that's you, right? Councilman Taggart? 
Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, I uh, do you have a second? Great. Uh, I sent uh, no, you an I, I email in November, I, uh, and then another one I followed up in January. Oh, it's oh yeah. About the um, sidewalk in front oh. of the library, because it's oh. a real trip hazard. No one's <laughs> fallen yet, but it looks like yeah. people are going to trip. And here's the thing of it. The thing is, there's uh, concrete that a special kind now that uh, my All cousin right. showed yeah. me that um, it's plastic. <laughs> That's so okay, it's recyclable, yeah. and then they make the sidewalk like just kind of fill in the cracks. So oh, yeah, I don't well, even think know, it's no. that much. Listen. But I was wondering if we could set up a time where I could come in and just uh, you know uh, buy a coffee and pick your brain. Or are you allowed to I accept understand coffee? What you're trying to do. <laughs> you know, we all do our contracts for the city yeah. uh, through the city. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, oh, to, yeah, you yeah. want to you want you want to get a uh, sidewalk contract? Well, that's the thing. You have an the, idea yeah. that you want to have it done. You have to go through the city uh, to to get yourself a permit. Uh, we we do private uh, contracts with. Yeah, uh, but aren't you that you're my representative with, to get to the city? I guess is what I'm kind of saying. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, I see you're trying to you know if you want to if you want to apply for something uh, and yeah. get get yourself some work, uh, perhaps well, no, no, you can it's not uh, even go about do that. that. It's about no the problem. safety of your constituents. So. I got. I, I, Let's get some time just, on your just, calendar. Uh, throw me an email if you want to uh, try an interview. I have for twice now. Internships. Or, <clears throat> I gotta go now. Crunch, 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 crunch. I gotta go. Oh yeah, gross. How fast do those guys peel themselves out of a conversation? Oh yeah, grease right like they can get through a three-inch door. Crunch town, They're crunch so town. Greasy. Crunch, 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 crunch. Let's take a break. Take a break. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Take a break, bud. Hey, rip, hey, rip, hey, rip. All right, Bot, you ready for a new game? I am. I always love a new game. Okay, so there's a new game called Life is a Highway, okay. where you have to sing the guitar riff off the top of Life is a Highway for the entirety of the riff happening. So it's okay, about 22 seconds. Is it, Okay, and you have to nail the bing, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, so, you got you to gotta lock in with the guitar. And this is a challenge because it's not consistent, is it? Yeah, no, it's it's tough because it's, like it's kind tricky. of like you're going you're going against the grain, so you have to keep it in your head. <laughs> oh boy, I bet you'll. I mean, you'll of course you'll be able to do this because it's like a timing thing. I'll try. <laughs> it's just so. It's such a dumb game, but it's so fun, to, and it's mostly fun to, just to hear you do it. To be honest. Okay. Head. Okay, I'm ready. Um, I don't know. So, what, like I haven't, I haven't heard any of this yet. I'm really hoping that it's gonna be classic. And then, are you gonna try it and nail it? Sure. Because I remember after <laughs> a show in Victoria, back at the hotel, you explained the concept of timing with <laughs> fractions and metaphysics. And it melted my brain. So I know that you process this stuff on a totally different level than most people. So I will represent the lay people. That's why it's in my fun, attempt yeah. to do this. For sure. Okay. Love it. And then you can get into it's seven over six timing and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, look, we don't we don't even have to, to get into it, but it's just fun. It is fun. <laughs> Mostly at its core, it's just fun. Okay, here goes. Exactly. By the way. <laughs> The most the, 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 the drum fill up the top. Yeah, there's, there's just so much energy kicking in. Can I tell you something <laughs> that I will never get over? Two things about this song. 
One, I think you probably told me that Tom Cochran made more from Rascal Flatts licensing it than he ever made for his entire career. <laughs> I think so. Or what, like that. Yeah. I know that was true of Burton Cummings with American Woman, but I think it's true yeah. of Tom Cochran as well. And the other thing is the audacity of that mask from Rascal Flatts to change the cadence of the first line where he punches like. The Rascal Flatts yeah. guy goes, life's like a road that you're traveling on. <laughs> life's like a road that you're traveling on. Is the perfect cadence. It did not need revisiting or modernizing. Yeah. And that yeah, is an I insult. That was their own way to make it theirs. By the way, um, I, and we're, we're getting to the game. I just thought of something else. Maestro Fresh Wes, when he was doing, he was sampling these eyes. Yeah. He had, have I told you this before? He had a line that was... I remember the song. Chicks from every nationality grabbing my anatomy. <laughs> and Randy Bachman was like, nope, we're not saying that. <laughs> with anything to do with our song. So it became chicks from every nationality showing hospitality. Which is actually more clever anyway. Yeah. Last like a road that you're traveling on. Ugh. How, did, how did you hear that little tidbit? Did he just tell you? From Mr. Mice, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Who should make a remake called Mr. Bless Up? It's yeah. a kid's show hosted by him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wouldn't Mr. Bless Up be the best? Yo, 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 yo. Yeah. King, King, King. What's up, y'all? Yeah. It's your boy. Mr. Fresh for West. Sure. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. It's Mr. Yeah, Bless Up. and then up. he starts drawing. Casey, where you at, you know, dog? Like doing a drawing. <laughs> right? And then, like, making, like, crafts, like an owl out of, like, Scrap paper. <laughs> Mr. Bless up. It would kill. I think I'm allowed to talk about it now. I did uh, an interview for a Mr. Dress Up documentary that they're making for Amazon. Oh, and wow. was interviewed, I'll tell you, I was interviewed about Ernie and about Mr. Dress Up. And um, it was really cool to be able to go back there in my mind Okay. And talk about, I mean, I, his his presence in my life, as it was in yours, started at three and really mm. never ended. But I, I was lucky enough to kind of cross paths and work with him. Um, but what I didn't know is uh, the, the interviewer, Rob, and director of the thing, said, um, I was talking about Mr. Rogers versus Mr. Dressup and how Mr. Dressup was born in the States. And what I didn't realize is Mr. Dressup, Ernie was actually Mr. Rogers' kind of assistant. That's right, yeah, he worked And he came to show. Toronto and they did a pilot for Mr. Rogers and it didn't get picked up. And it was Mr. Rogers that said, you guys should do a show with Ernie because he can do anything. Yeah. I didn't know that. I heard about that. I didn't know the specifics of it, but yeah, I saw a picture of them like really young. So cool. Working together, yeah. But what a legend. What a legend, both of them. Like, just, uh, yeah, both of them just... When it was on, it just took you to this, like, nice, cool space, you know. Mr. Bless Up. Yeah. I have, um, I have so many good shows. I have a cooking show called Husbands and Knives. Anyway, it's like... We got uh, to play this game. Okay, all right. Get to start. I'm stalling because I think I'm going to butcher it. It's not about... That's better, actually. It's not what it's about. It's actually... It's, it's about funnier fun. if you butcher it. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah. I can't <clears> wait. Here, <laughs> here, <laughs>
It's like the weirdest kind of hitting the post, and I did it with one <laughs> breath. I think, yeah, and you were kind of adding your own It took rhythm. me a minute to dial it in. Here it is. You're Here it is without your me. Own rhythm to Here it. Here it is without me. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> okay, I want to try it again with the pause. <laughs> you got to keep the... I know, but there's a pause in it. Listen. No, that that there's no. It So it goes. Yeah, it does. Listen. I'm hitting my post perfectly. Oh, oh my god. It's like you got this like the whole time. It's this uh, some other classic. Half like shoving a shoving a circle into a square the whole time. <laughs> oh man, what a what a classic! This is a great game. I told you. You do it. <laughs> okay, let me let me cue it up. <laughs> I didn't expect the stops. If it was steady, it would be fine. Let me let me listen. <laughs> Oh, I'll start it off from the top. Song and one guy's job is to go get gorda gorka gorka it got giddle gorka dork it did boodle it up jump but it oh man do it again <laughs> do it with gorks do it with gorks gork gork you ready gork. you ready Oh man. How can you do that? Well, it's just three over four, that's why it's like a triple. Okay, here we go. It's that's all it is. What does that mean? So it's like uh so it's like quarter note triplets. One, two, three, one, two. Good stuff. Don't do Because it doesn't turn, it just keeps going through it. Doesn't turn, it turns around. Really? 
Turns around uh, every once in a while, yeah. <clears throat> but he's just locking in on the uh, three over foursies. Man. Oh, man, that's some fun stuff. That's hard to even wrap your head around. What's another song that has uh, that timing? I don't know. Lots like, of... It's, it's uh, probably a lot of prog rock had that. Like, you can hear that song with just a boom, ka, boom, ka, boom, ka. Like, what's the strategy for making it that complicated? Well, what's cool about it is it, it adds, uh, for one thing, it's hooky because it's, it's constant. But it also adds movement, in a sense. What does that mean? It's like it makes like a doot, dat, doot, dat, which is the groove, right? It gives it some dot, ga, dot, ga, dot. It adds motion to the existing feel, right? So it kind of makes it feel faster and more exciting in a way. So is the the drum is playing at a different tempo than the guitar? It's like pat, dot, da, ga, do, ga, doot, ga, doot, ga. You know what I mean? It's like it's very kind of straight, and that that's why it works. That the guitar can be so busy on top ah. of it, you know. Otherwise, like if everyone was doing that, it would sound ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Crazy. So when people can play at different timings. Sure. Yeah. And if you play at a, if you like, and you know, work, do the quarter note triplet thing, or where you're going to a higher kind of tempo and this in the same tempo because of accents, it it it, it really adds motion, like. Levon Helm with the band was like that with the way that they played their music. Like a lot of it would be kind of what you would think would like oompa beats, like oompa, 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 like that kind of feel. Like Cripple Creek, that song uh, would be like oompa, 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 like through the pattern. But the way that he took the, the beat instead of going oompa, he went oompa, you know, he would. So, hint so then, do you play not a, listen to hint. the other people? Because isn't wouldn't it be confusing to listen to someone playing a different timing? Like you just have to kind of lock in and play your you're own playing thing, the, you're, right? You're you're playing the same timing. You're just emphasizing, uh, maybe a slower feel, or you're emphasizing, uh. A higher, like a quicker te a tempo in the tempo you're playing by playing accents that are, you know, a you know a higher tempo. It's like you're adding kind of, you're just adding accents in a way, but by doing that, it creates more movement to the to the to the beat. Cool. Yeah. It's like when you're stamping your foot and dancing. There's still a lot of movement that can happen outside of that stamping the foot that's in that tempo, you know, for people to, to can, in a sense, to understand it. It's like um, with one step, you can have one, two, three, four, one, two, like a lot of different movements with your body outside of the step of, on the one. And, and rhythm is the same way. You can kind of just, you could play it really simple and straight. And, or you could kind of put some accents in there to, to give it some movement. How many people are still with us awake? Well, I, I like, I, I, 
I I want to get it and I think I do. Uh, but it's interesting to, I mean, it's like hearing a famous painter talking about their brush strokes. Like I, I know what the end result is, so it's cool to hear how much goes into the process and how much consideration there is. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing I can compare it to is um, Trailer Park Boys is a show that uh, looks like garbage by design. And I know that you have to put a lot of effort into it to make it look that bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I wonder if it would surprise people to know how much thought goes into things like tempo. People that For sure. that don't play music like yeah. can't understand it at all. Well, it's, it's the way, like, however you want to say, say you have a riff for a song. It's like, how do you want it to feel? You know, do you want it to feel upbeat, slow, fast? There's a lot of different options you can go with one riff or one type of uh, hook, you know? Just vibes, so, man. Just vibes? Yeah, It's man. just vibes. Just vibes. Remember you telling me when we were going in the studio, I know you're a words guy, but just bring vibes. Just bring some vibes, man. I was like, all right, vibes, yeah. of course. Let me get let me get some vibes. Vibes would be like two chords or like, you know, a beat that you got or like a melody that's stuck in your head. Those are vibes. Yeah. Just little things. Like, cause some, it's like not, I'm not, you know, someone would be like, well, I have this complete song because that's ridiculous to, to just ask somebody to, to have. Just easier... If they have a few things that that they're that are in their head, and then you work together and create something, that's what I mean. That way, you feel ownership of the end product, and you're uh, more included, right? Well, I mean, if I'm saying if two people are at one, what some people might have full songs, and they you know they they want to change certain things, but I'm just saying, generally, uh, when I met, said that to you. I meant just like any, because any kind of musical thing that's kicking around in your head. Half-baked notions. Yeah, for sure, which can be, I'm sure, like, in a lifetime, you sit down at a piano and you might noodle with something that that you've always had in your head. I don't know. I don't know if if you just play songs that you've heard or songs that are popular, but... I'm sure you might have wrote a couple of little licks here and there, no? Sure did. Yeah. I've riffs that I've always wanted to do something with, like those guys. Yeah, exactly. Same with jokes in the pantry and uh, shows like Husbands and Knives. Yeah. I have things in my um, uh, creative pantry that I have always sort of keep in the back of my head that I'm looking for a home for, for sure. That's it. It's I would say I'm finding my voice now as a... Um, well, I just celebrated a milestone birthday. As a 50-year-old person, I feel like I'm finding uh, what my voice actually sounds like more than I ever have in my whole life because I've always been a mimic and a parrot and able to recreate other people's sounds, but I'm getting more comfortable with me. That's the best part. Is It's probably also teaching the girls and watching them learn, kind of learning the instruments. Definitely. Right? That helps to see it. When you, you kind of get back to that space of when you're learning something and the the uh, light bulb goes off. And you're like, oh, um, yeah. It's the very best because they uh, go to the basement and play music now by themselves and jam on stuff and figure stuff out. And hearing that noise in the distance is the best. Oh, man, it must be great. 
Like I like hearing just piano. Yeah. But them them jamming must be great. Yeah. Full on jams. So how do you like that, bud? Fifty years old. Yeah, fifty years old. Happy That's birthday, bud! One. Congratulations on the big five zero. It's uh, so um, abstract and impossible and inconceivable, and at the same time, it doesn't really mean anything. And I'm very content in my life, which is a nice thing to be at fifty. Yeah. But I guess that's a thing, a recurring theme your whole life, like. When you're in your teens, people in their late 20s seem old. And when you're in your 20s, people that are 40 seem old. And suddenly, here I am. I know, but 50 right? sure doesn't mean what it used to. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I've, it's, uh, I, I, yeah, I remember being a kid and you see, you see someone who's 50 and you think they're, that's it. That's it. That's, that's geezing it. That's it. But it's not at all when you're 50. Um, yeah. And I remember asking Carol's grandfather, who was 96, if you ever feel your age. And he said, no, never. I feel like a teenager in my head. But the only thing that's frustrating is that my body can't do the things that it used to do. Yeah. That's um, it. That's why you got to keep, uh, you got to work hard now so you can be a little more able later. That's the thing, right? Exactly. Stay healthy for the kids. Forget about stay together. Stay healthy for the kids. Yeah. Throwing footballs at 90 years old. That's what I'm feeling. Exactly. Right? But I, I also, for the first time in my life, I'm not weary in any way. And I guess it makes sense because I started working when I was 15. But I sort of feel, uh, I might take my foot off the gas a little bit. Just little right? cruisies? Yeah. Little I'll put her on cruise for a bit. <laughs> Get like both feet? Just well, pressing the old cruise? Work-wise? Yeah. Like, I I am lucky enough to have worked hard enough to be a little bit selective about the things I say used to, say yes to. I don't have to do things mm-hmm. uh, that I don't want to do anymore. And that is, that is to me, a, the definition of success, being selective about the, the things that For you sure. take on. Absolutely. Um, and, and that but, feels good. Yeah. That's good stuff. Because... Uh, when you're rolling in the 50, that's a good one to have in the back pocket is like some stable stabilities. As you a- accomplished a lot early in life. Have you ever found birthdays hard or is it anything that you give thought to? I, uh, I'm not, yeah, and I don't think, I mean, it, the celebrating and all that stuff is cool, but I try not, I don't think I've ever been... Uh, thought about age really like I have friends that are older and friends that are younger and things have always kind of been that way with me where I don't I just don't think about it and sometimes I forget how old I am so like I think I'm, 40, <laughs> think I'm 47 really <laughs> but I've said yeah <laughs> pretty sure but I, yeah I just don't oh, you pay think attention you are yeah no I am I think 75, that's 47, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I'm 72. Yeah. It must, uh, uh, I, I would say that I found 25 a tiny bit hard because 
my whole life up until then, people would say, you're so poised for your age or you've accomplished so much for your age. And then at 25, it's like, you're a grown up. Of course you have a job. Of course you have a place. And that suffix went away. But other than that, that was the only uh, birthday I ever really gave any kind of second thought. Yeah. 25 was pretty solid age. If you're gonna what were you doing at 25? If you're going to stick a solid 25. Uh, op- opening for Van Halen? Was that tw- or is that 20? <laughs> no, 20 was, well, was Van Halen, I think, 95. Was it? 25 was... Uh, like you guys were just ripping. Yeah, them. we were massive playing arenas. I think Crazy. I like, yeah, for sure. Actually, I think even at that point, it was almost like, because 98 was like the full-on, like, competing with the Spice Girls year where sales were just wouldn't stop selling. You couldn't not sell records. It was like 20,000 records a week for like a year. So what were people so buying? By, CDs? By, by 2000, things were settling down a little bit. CDs. 98 was CD, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. CDs. CDs. off the shelves. Just crushing CDs. Well, that was peak. Like, I, I think I was doing Jonovision 95 to 2000. And that was peak, like, music video, much music, pop culture. Yeah. Uh, electric circus. Like, it was all banging then, wasn't it? <laughs> For sure. Huge t-shirts and big pants. Yes. <laughs> And when did the like puka shell necklaces and that was Derek all Wibley, that, like going that was off then, then, right? Yeah, for sure. Derek Wibley, why did you throw him in it? Because I was thinking of those tiny, <laughs> tiny, it's, it's like uh, uh, tiny pigtails all over the head, that look. Yeah, no, I know. Know what I mean? It was a sad state of fashion. Big wide really pants and bad. huge t shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Huge shorts. <laughs> the big shoes. Jorts. Yes. Well, jorts had a moment, didn't they? And everything was like, super expensive, too. Right? Like, movies was were it? like... Yeah. Everything was the same as now. Like, I remember laptops were like five grand. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have laptops? Yeah, man. Like... <laughs> You go get a flat screen, they were like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, right. There. They were. <laughs> Remember? Right. Like everybody was like, because it was the big dot com dough going all over town. I guess. <laughs> Everything was expensive as shit. <laughs> I guess timing wise, that's when it was. Yeah. It's unbelievable, man. VCRs and stuff. Yeah, thirty-five grand. <laughs> yeah, we got a converter, a two thousand, <laughs> and it uh, we can change the channels. Well, I, I, I remember getting a Sony XBR TV in like ninety-six or something, seven or something when I, and it was like, it was like five forty-five hundred dollars, and it was like no. a floor model, the last of like the big floor model TVs. Forty five hundred bones. Yes. Yeah, man. But you bought it. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it was like the big cool TV. And it was like the di- last time. Di- it was like the Sky Dome of TVs. They like built right at the end. <laughs> but thinking this is the future, but it wasn't at all. Like TVs. You weighed, need four weighed, masks to carry it in. Yeah, TVs weighed like nothing. Like a year later. <laughs> But this thing was like two guys had to bring it in. You know who I feel bad for is the early wall mounts. <laughs> <laughs> like they try to put a flat screen on and it would rip a sheet of Ziploc off your yeah, wall. for sure. You'd think, oh, that's it's hanging Timber. okay. All of a sudden it just comes down watching Kaplash. the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> How about those early videos of dudes ripping TVs off the wall know, during the Super Bowl? Oh, man. <laughs> Throwing the TVs. Can yeah. you imagine caring that much about anything? Well, because they're probably gambling, right? So they're, like, losing their shirt. Right. Generally, that's why. They're not just, I love this team. Chucking a TV It's got more to do with, like, that's it. Five grand gone. Like, that's... My money for whatever, three months that they saved up. It's their eviction notice. (laughs) They're out. Yeah, man. So that's why the TV's going. Because they're going to come take it anyway. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Good chatting, bud. Good chatting.